Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind-the-scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running freemanfurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Maker Mom podcast. This week's guest is Kaylee, and Kaylee runs two different um, channels. She runs This Mother Flipping House, and also Kaylee Did It DIY. Kaylee is also a mom of two, and she is busy in the thick of it right now, flipping the house she currently lives in. All right, with no further ado, here is Kaylee. Well, Kaylee, let's just start with uh, giving a brief introduction about yourself. Um, so my name's Kaylee Pace. Uh, I, have, I have two kids. Uh, one of them's name is Jovi, and the other one's name is Blake. Jovi is my 11-year-old flower child. She's, a, she's got such a great little personality. She's, she's amazing. And then Blake is my little firecracker one-year-old. And uh, she's, so yeah, I have, a, I have a huge age gap between my kids. Um, so that's, that's my mom introduction. As far as my introduction as a uh, crafter, I just recently, um, as you know, opened up the, this mother flipping house page, which is kind of documenting my journey as a new stay at home mom, because I've been working for a while, uh, and flipping this house at the same time, and kind of more of an off the cuff, behind the scenes, look at what I'm doing uh, on this house the whole time. So all right awesome um okay let's go back then to childhood where did you grow up what kind of childhood did you have so i grew up in well i was born in corpus corpus christi texas and then i grew up in tomball up until i was about in sixth or seventh grade and then i went to the rival school which was called magnolia high school they were kind of at that time it was just they were rivals. And so my seventh grade heart was just broken whenever I had to go. But I ended up, I ended up making a lot of friends out there. But I would say that creatively, uh, aside from family function and stuff like that, like creatively, my childhood was great. I had a mom who was super supportive of my crafting. She was a single mom. And anytime I would get these crazy harebrained ideas, she always would be there for me and support me through them and not knock me down about it. She would just let me do my thing, which was really cool. Um, I had a wild imagination as a child too. Like I had, I had no chill. I really did. <laughs> my friends, my poor friends, uh, I would go over to their houses and I just remember we always had to be doing something. Um, I had one friend that had this like line of trees in her yard and I just, I would turn them into like a house. I'd be like, Hey, let's, let's bend these branches and clear out the brush and we'll have like a little playhouse in here or whatever. And it was just trees, you know, I, uh, I, I was kind of very, very early on. I had a, an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, you know, we used to always have lemonade stands, right. As kids and stuff. And I, I used to make these, I used to have to rake pine needles because there's pine trees all in Texas. And 
they used to have to rake the pine needles up. And I was like, maybe I can make a pine needle broom out of this and upsell it with my lemonade, you know, buy a lemonade, you get a free pine needle broom. And oh God, whenever, um, whenever Titanic came out, I was obsessed with Titanic. I don't remember what year that was. Do you remember what year that was? Like 2000 something? I don't remember. It was, yeah, it was late. It was late 90s because I was still in high school. That's um, all I remember. Yeah, I was I was a baby at the time. Well, I wasn't really a baby, but I um, I went and got two by fours, you know, and I got toilet paper rolls and I made a little replica of the Titanic. I was really proud of. And uh, that's kind of that's kind of how I was as a as a kid, you know, just always, always, always thinking, creating up to something. And I'm just really thankful that I had really awesome friends and a really awesome mom that just went with it. You know, um, I'm, I still have those same friends today. So uh, do you have any siblings? I do. I do. I have a younger brother and he's nothing like me, like not even, <laughs> not even a little bit. Uh, so yeah, I do have one sibling and he's my younger brother. His name's Philip. Okay. All right. So creative childhood. What, uh, what did you do post high school? Well, uh, post high school. So I would say I really, well, during high school is kind of whenever I started crafting. Uh, that's whenever I first started working with wood. So it's kind of, uh, more or less like my teenage years. I really got into it because, you know, post high school, a lot of stuff happened that kind of took me away from it. But whenever I was, whenever I was younger or whatnot in my high school years, that my mom, so she was, she was a single mom and uh, a hardworking one at that. And she was dating a guy and I can't even remember his name. Let's just, uh, let's just call him Bob, right? Because <laughs> he was a builder, right? <laughs> and he, yeah, he, um, I'll just call him Bob. Bob basically showed me um he brought a router over and i didn't know what a router was i had never really seen one before no known how it worked but then whenever he routered something i was like wow that's that's amazing like that was that's what people use on trim and stuff like that and so my first thing i ever built out of wood was something was with a router and and i went and i bought birch wood or my mom did i guess uh it wasn't the best wood but it wasn't pine so i was i was proud of that but First thing I ever built was actually for my high school sweetheart. Uh, he, I built him, and these are non-existent anymore, but I built him an entertainment center uh, out of birch wood and everything had trim on it. And uh, I think at that point in time, I kind of became obsessed with gifting things, you know, to people like homemade things. And they were always big and, you know, out there. But that's, that was my first little project. And then, um, and then I was in architecture school in high school. And then I graduated. So post high school, uh, post high school was, was an interesting time for me. Uh, that's whenever, uh, I kind of, I wasn't really crafting as much as I used to because I actually got pregnant with my daughter whenever I was 19, literally a week before I started architecture college at U of H. So that was kind of an interesting, um, you know, uh, thing that happened at that point in time. I was not expecting it at all. And, um, and I ended up, I ended up uh, marrying her dad and we lasted until I was uh, 22 and then we ended up parting ways or whatnot and um, and a whole bunch of stuff happened after that too. But that's the, the next phase of that's kind of when I started getting into remodeling and not necessarily crafts was whenever I was uh, by about 22, so. Okay. Um... 
So did you end up finishing like architecture school or did you go into something else or what did you end up kind of getting into? Well, I, um, so I ended up not going to architecture school. They basically told me like, if you're going to have a kid, you can't, like, you can't do this. It's too, it's too demanding or whatnot. So I was married to him and we, uh, we decided to put him through school for a little while and I waited tables. And then at 22, whenever we uh, got divorced, I had kind of a super pivotal moment um, that kind of catapulted me into a completely different direction in my life. And once again, kind of like, you know, Bob, back whenever I was 15, this person doesn't even know that she changed my life in a different way. Uh, I was waiting tables at Papacitos. Uh, I don't know if y'all have that where you are. No? Okay, well, it's, it's a Mexican restaurant. Um, and I was working off 1960 and I was waiting tables and in high school I had been in drill team so I was a sergeant and one of these girls that walked into Papacitos whenever I was 22 she was 21 um, one of the girls I had trained walked in and she had a wedding ring on one hand and an A&M ring on the other and A&M if people aren't from Texas that's college a really good college in Texas um, ironically I'll tell you later on but I ended up going to the the rival college for A&M but I digress. Uh, she, uh, she walked in with that and I, I went and I sat her at her table. And at this point in time, you got to put yourself in my situation. I was a single mom, 22 years old, had a baby. I was wearing an apron down to my ankles and the in walks this girl who I was younger than me. And I was like, like, what is this? You know, I need to, I need to change something. So I went home that night and I immediately applied to the university of Texas and I got in. I was so scared. I had a two and a half year old daughter. I got into a really good school in Texas, but it was in Austin, right? So it was three hours away from, from us, from my family, from everything. So this meant I literally had to leave and take her with me to Austin and go to school full time. It was nervous wreck. But, um, but anyways, I did it and I moved up here. And then after having roommates for a couple years, and this is gonna kind of circle back to whenever I started renovating, um, <laughs> That's, that's, that's a fun story I'm going to get to in a minute. Um, so after having roommates for two years, I, I was kind of like, well, I kind of want my own space. Like, you know, my daughter's, you know, three and a half, four at this, at this time. And the rent in Austin is ridiculous. So I was like, I can't do that. I ended up buying a camper, a little $3,000 camper, you know, and I, uh, I got it pulled down to this little city outside of Elgin that was maybe like an hour and a half away that had a bus system that would take me into college every day. And I, I got the camper, I parked the camper and I'd never stayed in a camper before in my life. So I had no idea what to look for, right? So my daughter and I move in and I'm unpacking her clothes into the cabinets and all that kind of stuff. And I, I look in the cabinet and, I, and I, I noticed that it's kind of bowed a little bit. And I was like, hmm, you know, I touched it and my finger went through the wall, crunch, crunch, crunch. And I see, uh, I see, and I keep digging, digging or whatever, and I see this black stuff just falling and just, it just disintegrating. And I realized that the camper had been, I, I like dug in and I could see the corners, you know, where, and I could see outside, you know, the water had just gotten in there. And so I immediately called her grandmother and I was like, listen, you need to take the grandkid for like two weeks. I got, <laughs> I got work to do. So I, I, I busted it all out. I reframed it. I re-insulated it. Um, I jumped out of the front of it because it was completely, like literally completely open. Um, 
it was insane. And so after I did that, I did the floors and I got, I thought I got all of the stuff out. Right. And at this point I'd never done any of the stuff in my life. I was just winging it, you know, and I did a decent job. I look back now and I'm like, I probably could have done this different, but whatever. Um, but I, I realized there was something else that still smelled off. So I put my, my nose to the, the floor vent and I realized that's where the smell was coming from. So that of course made me go outside and look under it. And I see, you know, in the bottom of the camper, you have the subfloor and then you have all the, uh, the, you have kind of like this plastic thing that goes below the subfloor, like to waterproof it. Well, there was bows in between every single section, just little waves. And I was like, please, 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 please tell me that this isn't what I think it is. And uh, it was, I took my razor and I slashed it and like the water just came pouring out. And so then I had to, then that, I was like, all right, you got to keep it one more week, you know? And I, I, I mean, I don't, looking back, I don't even know how I did it. I don't know. It must've been like survival mode, you know, something. And, um, so then I met, uh, so that's kind of how my, it's kind of weird how life works like that, you know, like as a mom, it's, you're like, oh my God, it rains, it pours, you know, and then it's, it just keeps happening and happening and happening. And then you realize like, well, maybe looking back now I can connect the dots. I can say, oh, that's, that's why I was learning all that stuff. That's why my refrigerator went out and my water heater broke and all that. Um, but, uh, and then I, I, I met my, uh, another guy that was super influential on my carpentry and his name was Scott. So after I did all that work, I was like, I'm, I gotta make sure I protect this, you know, little thing that I just spent so much time on. And I saw he had power tools and I was like, Hey, can you, can I borrow that? You know? And he was like, are you sure you know what to do with this? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's the saw. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm good, you know? And, um, he, he, he helped me build, you know, the, the roof over it and the seating area and stuff like that. And I, it was really crazy looking back because honestly, that was, that right there was what really kind of honed in my remodeling skills and my crafting skills and kind of like my first, it wasn't a house flip, but it was kind of a mini version of a house flip preparing me for what I'm doing now. So that's kind of how that went with, with the remodel. Well, you were just like ahead of, ahead of your time. Cause like tiny house flipping and like, you know, <laughs> camper living and bus conversions, those are all like huge now. <laughs> well, and I, I totally, I know, and they are. And the thing is, is it's like those, that was the best time of my life, honestly. I mean, well, I mean, this is good, but that was a different kind of happy. It was, I totally am for the tiny house living and all that stuff too, because my daughter, she got to grow up good and slow. And ironically, there was other single moms in the park too. So these kids would come to my door at like 6 a.m. and, you know, have some waffles. And I'd walk them, you know, I'd give them waffles, walk them down to the bus stop, and then I'd go hop on the bus. And that's kind of was my life for like a year and a half. And it, it was such a peaceful, peaceful place because I didn't have a lot of stuff, you know, like my closet was literally in a, um, you know, those little storage buildings that you get from Home Depot. I would have made it myself, but my grandma bought it for me, so I couldn't say no, right? But that's where my closet was, you know, it was just, everything was really simple. And that was, that's what I love about it. I really... The tiny house movement's awesome. I love it. Totally for it. Well, awesome. So, okay. So that got you kind of back into, or got you into remodeling. Yes. Back into working with your hands and constructing stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to assume that you graduated. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> what did you graduate with? What was your degree in? Um, I tried to do architecture at first and it was, um, I just, I, I didn't have it anymore. I wasn't really into it anymore. And plus with the way that the world is kind of changing, it's more home builders now, you know, and that's construction. So, uh, architecture is great, but it wasn't really my cup of tea at that point. Um, nursing was cool. I tried that for a little while and then I was like, oh, I don't, I'm not really feeling this history. Tried to be a history major for a little bit. And I, I liked it, you know, but it wasn't something I wanted to do. So I finally settled on marketing and advertising. Uh, and I continued even after I graduated uh, doing that, building businesses and stuff like that. That's kind of what I did. Okay. Sounds like the uh, perfect layout for building your own business then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, I know how to build other people's businesses very well. I've, I've, I mean, so after I graduated in 2013 and from 2013 until I had my baby in 2018, well, the end of 2018, um, I was, I was doing marketing and advertising for small businesses, like I said, and, um, I had a lot of different clients and I learned so much, you know, and, and did a lot. Um, and then we bought this house in 2016. So, uh, I actually worked with one client while remodeling and that was hard because that client was super, super demanding. I literally, I literally did everything. I built the business from the ground up and he was traveling all over the world. And I was like, Hey, do you like this? He goes, yeah, run with it. That sounds good. You know, he just very laid off. Just like you figure it out, you do it. And I'm like, wait a second, I'm, I'm doing the marketing. Like, you know, I'm not supposed to be answering the phones for your customers, you know, kind of things. So, uh, after a while, I just kind of was like, it was, it was my, me getting pregnant was almost a godsend because it, he required so much of my attention and it pulled me away from the house and the remodel in my family, basically that getting pregnant, I was like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> like you deal with it, you handle it. Um, I got other things that I need to focus on. And so, uh, you know, this, this house is now that's kind of where I'm at now, you know, I'm a stay at home mom and I have my one-year-old daughter, Blake, and, uh, that's home with me 24 seven. And now I'm, now I'm in the, now I'm able to share my remodeling experience, which is why I uh, made this mother flipping house, uh, mm -hmm. Instagram mm -hmm. the play on words actually, because yes. I love hate relationship <laughs> <laughs> really is. Um, okay. So, I mean, obviously when you're starting this, like, like the new account and, and whatnot, I mean, it, your intent is to make it into a, a business your own business? Um, well, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of more like documenting my journey. You know, if, if I have, uh, if I, if I like using DeWalt and DeWalt wants to pay me to advertise for him, then I'll, I'll do that because I, it, but it would have to be with a company that I, that I support, you know, mm -hmm. I don't mind it. Turning it into a business is whenever you're doing video, you know, blogging and, uh, YouTube and stuff like that. It's usually because of ads. So, but honestly, I would never use anything or show anybody anything to make money just to make money. It would have to be something that I believed in. So mm -hmm. if that comes, it comes. If it doesn't, what my, what my main goal is to, is to just, my main goal for it is to just teach people that they can do these things. You know, like if there's a, a beam in your house and you're like, oh, I want to wrap it. Okay. Well, let me show you how to do that. Or if you want to add an outlet somewhere or hang a light fixture, or something. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of what I want to do. I want to show people because 
whenever, uh, so as far as business, as far as turning it into a business, um, if it goes that way, it goes that way. I'm, I'm fresh out of the gate. So I'll just, I'll have to figure that out later on, I guess. Well, I guess, I mean, you said, you know, you want to be able to show people how to do stuff. Is that what, is that what is driving the wanting to document it? The, I think, I think that that has a lot to do with it. Um, I do want to show, show people mainly, mainly women, you know, um, that, that don't feel like they're capable of it. You know, I want, I want them to feel capable and show them how to, you know, just kind of following my journey. So right now, for example, I'm working in the bathroom and one of the things that I have to do is because the bathroom is a brand to build on, um, it's on a, a pier and beam foundation. So it's on subfloor. So if there's somebody out there that sees me uh, wanting to lay tile on subfloor and they're like, oh, well, how can you lay tile on subfloor? It's not a, a, a smooth surface, right? Well, let me show you how to lay the self-leveling concrete. And then here's how you do the grout and the tiling and, and all that stuff, you know, and um, the thin set and all that that goes along with it. I just kind of want to have people along with my journey. And if they learn something, then I did my job. Like that's kind of the way that I see it is just empowering people to do what what I'm able to do as well and kind of just following me with it. It's going to be off the cuff. Like it's going to be very personal. Like you're going to be all up in my house. Sometimes you're going to see, you know, my dishes won't be done, you know, sometimes like that I'm a mom. This is the real life that I live, you know, and that's kind of why I wanted to do this journey too is, you know, there's a lot of stay at home moms out there too, that they want to change out their window trim, like, you know, and have those really cool, um, those really cool, I don't know what it's, uh, it's not, it's escaping me right now, but I would just call them like the cottage windows, you know, like the ones that are very square and stuff and get rid of that nineties trim, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people want to get rid of that and, and put new trim up. Well, that I'm in the middle of doing that right now. So that's kind of what I want to do as far as that goes. How did you learn how to do all of this? Oh, it's weird, right? Um, I just went for it. Um, I, we didn't, whenever I was growing up, we didn't really have YouTube or, you know, Google or anything like that. I just kind of used what I like to call common sense. Um, but at the same time, it wasn't really, I didn't know what I was doing at the time too. So it's kind of like, I don't even know if what I was doing was the correct way to do it either. So maybe I shouldn't have done it, but I'm glad I did because I learned. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, I guess one of the things that I started a story is about whenever I was about 16, 17, for example, um, my mom being, she was still single at the time, she's been single my whole life, but uh, she was still single at the time. And she had a room, right? That had a, a light sconce in it. But in the kitchen of this house, it was this yellow house on, uh, on Nicholas Hall Mill. And, and um, it was one that we lived in for a little while, a rent house. So I probably, like I said, I probably shouldn't have been doing this. But, um, but there was a fan with a light fixture in the kitchen and then there was just a light fixture in her bedroom and she was complaining. She was like, Oh, it gets so hot in my bedroom, you know? So one day whenever she was at work, I crawled up there and I looked at how the light fixture was hooked up in her room. And then I crawled up into the fan in the, in the, in the kitchen and I looked at how that was hooked up. And then I went to the breakers. I flipped both the breakers off and then I are all the breakers off just to be safe because I didn't have an electrical tester or anything like that. And back then we didn't have Wi-Fi, so you know nobody was yelling at me or anything like that. But I took down the fan and uh, and I traded it with the light and I put the light in the kitchen. And I put the fan in her bedroom. And you know it it, it just really sucks because like as a single mom, I know that that bothered her, but I know that it was one of those things that she just dealt with. You know, she was just like. 
I can't call a contractor. They're going to charge me a hundred bucks. You know, I'm not, I'll just deal with the light, even though it's hot and I'm sweating at night in my bedroom. And so she came home and I, I took her to the bedroom and I, I flipped on the light and I was like, do you notice anything different? She kind of looked around and then I was like, and then I, I turned the fan on the fan switch and it started going and she started bawling, like crying, bawling. And that's, that's kind of, uh, that's the kind of, that's kind of what drives me to do anything. Chicken coops to see my daughter's face, you know, just that's, that's what really drives people to do DIY. I really feel like it's just, it's not even for yourself. You do it yourself. You do it, you do it yourself for someone else a lot of times, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Yep, absolutely. Um, okay. So when you, you also mentioned, you know, you really especially wanted to be able to show like stay at home moms that they can do these things um, too. So do you feel like, like in your local area, do you feel like a bit of an anomaly? Like, do you feel like you're the only stay at home mom doing this kind of stuff? Um, in my area, absolutely. I live, I, so I don't live in Austin. Um, I live west of Austin now. So I live in this place called Spicewood. It's in the hill country. And out here, there's a lot of people that have, uh, that have migrated from other towns because it's really beautiful. It's, I literally live next to Willie Nelson, like not even kidding. He lives right across the street from me. My dog ran to his house and is now his ranch hand dog. Like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's a true story. Um, so if you can only imagine how he got inspired to write all of his, his songs about Texas, that's where I live. And a lot of people have moved out here since then. A lot of people, very... Um, people that I can't really relate to because they're more or less, I'm going to pay a contractor $5,000 to change my window. And I'm like, why would, why would you do that? Um, I'm mainly wanting to speak to single moms that are just kind of, you know, wanting to make their house, their environment prettier, you know, or, or up, updated a little bit or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So yeah, out here, I am definitely an anomaly. I would say that if I were anywhere else, it might be a little bit more common. So, but not here. Okay. All right. Well, do you remember the first time that you uh, picked up a power tool? Oh yeah. That router, that router from Bob. That was mm -hmm. the first time I ever picked up a power tool. I remember it like it was literally yesterday. He had about, he had about 50 different bits with him. So all different kinds of designs. And I think I, I think I tried every single one of them out too. I remember it perfectly, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, like I said, that's kind of whenever I started going with it as far as, as far as that goes. So yeah, I, I bought a lot of power tools after that. I have, I had more tools when I got with my, uh, my child's father that I'm with right now. I would call him a fiance, but you know, whatever. <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> We're together, you know, whatever. You know. <laughs> With this model, we honestly don't even have time to get married. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, there's too much going on right now. But uh, we would, we would if we could, but it's just, and that's another thing is he's actually gone a lot too. He works out of town 90% of the time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting over here at this house. Uh, but yeah, the, going back, going back to your question, uh, that was the first time that I picked up a power tool and I was super, super excited about it. It was, it was awesome. I never put it down. I had more tools than, than my boyfriend did whenever him and I first got together. We've invested in a lot of tools now. Um, we have a, our master bathroom or what's going to be our master bathroom is actually our tool room right now. <laughs> um, 
oh man, this house is insane. I can't even begin to describe it to you. Uh, it's every single room is completely different, but yeah, his, he, I had more tools than he did whenever we first got together. That's, that's what, that's what happened. So that Bob dude or whatever his name was, he got <laughs> me started on a, on an, on an uphill slope, I would call it. So do you, I mean, do you remember feeling intimidated at all by that router when you tried it for the first time? I felt empowered. I was, it was like, I guess, um, watching him do it. That's what I did. I was always kind of an observer, you know, um, my windows and, and kind of my, we were watching, uh, I wasn't necessarily intimidated by it, but, um, to kind of describe what, what I was like back then with tools and with all that stuff, I was watching Tinkerbell the other day with my daughter and how she gets an idea and she just goes with it like that. I am like Tinkerbell. I am Tinkerbell to a T. Um, and that's, and you know, that's kind of my personality. Once I, once I hook onto an idea, I just go with it. And yeah, those power tools were, were something, uh, that I was intimidated by at first, I would say a little bit, but once I got it, it was super empowering and I felt like I could do or make anything. That's, I mean, that's awesome. I think I, um, a lot of moms I've interviewed will say like their first time using something, they felt kind of both. It was like a yes and, you know, like they were intimidated at, at first just because like you can cut an appendage off with a power tool. <laughs> um, but they also then like after using it and being like, okay, that wasn't so bad you know, feel very, very empowered. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, that's, that's what's so great about it is, you know, you, and I mean, I think there, there was the one tool that I was super intimidated by, and I still am a little bit, I I don't use it very much unless I'm cutting down tree limbs is a uh, sawzall. Uh, Mm -hmm. cause they're, if you don't, if you don't get it in there, right, it bounces all over the place. And I remember the first time I was, I was uh, cutting in front of Josh, he laughed at me so hard because it got stuck on something. And I was just like shaking all over the place. Uh, I was like, I promise you, I'm way better with tools than this, I swear. But uh, (laughs) I had never used a Sawzall before. So I would say that the router didn't intimidate me. Nothing really intimidated me until I used a Sawzall for the first time. And that was, that was one that I was intimidated by for sure. Okay. Now the question is, is how well does he know you? Did he buy you a tool for the first anniversary? <laughs> uh, we have bought each other tool. We, we have bought the house tools. That's what I like to say. <laughs> she, she is a needy, needy house. Um, but <laughs> yeah, Josh is definitely a, a tool person. He, he, if he, if he will literally hold off on doing a job until he has the correct tool for it. I'm more or less like, well, we can use this and have the same outcome. And right. you know, that's kind of, uh, but that's him and I are like, we, we, that's what's so great about both of us is we're able to kind of like come up with ideas together. And um, I remember sitting outside of this house. Uh, Cause like I said, we bought this house in 2016 and it's, it's, we've added on 1200 square foot. We've rebuilt every single wall. Uh, we've replaced every single window and what people don't realize whenever they're watching that whole um, flipping houses, you know, on HTV and all that stuff, um, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. If you're adding on, you have to get a new AC unit to accommodate for all the extra airflow that you're going to need. You have to run new electric. You have to run new plumbing. 
I mean, and that's what we've been doing for the past couple of years. So uh, yeah, as far as gift, but as far as gifting goes, no, we, we buy the house gifts. She needs them and we benefit, I guess, from that. Hey makers, this week's sponsor is Wagner Spray Tech. Um, I love using my Wagner Spray Tech for an 0700 heat gun. It has temperature range of 125 degree Fahrenheit to 1300 degree Fahrenheit, and you can adjust it uh, up or down in 10 degree increments. It's pretty heavy duty, and it works well on all sorts of projects, just like their other two guns, the Ferno 300 and the Ferno 500. These heat guns are great for woodworking and resin projects. I use it a lot for my resin projects. And they can also be used for removing paint and flooring, bending plastic, thawing pipes, and more. And hey, I've even been using it to melt some crayons lately. There's over 101 uses for the heat guns. There's multiple adjustable settings, so it can suit any project need that you have. The Ferno 300 is a dual temperature heat gun. The Ferno 500 has 12 temperature settings. And like I said before, the Ferno 700 can range from 125 degrees to 1300 degrees Fahrenheit. So, if you want to check out these guns and fall in love with them just like I have, go check out Wagner on Instagram at Wagner Spray Tech and follow along on all of their other social media platforms. All right, let's get back to the show. So, so you're saying she's high maintenance. Very high maintenance. <laughs> she is. I remember sitting outside and, um, and him and I had like a few drinks or whatever at this point and uh, we were sitting outside just talking on the porch, which is going to be our master bathroom now because we closed it in and then added a second story above it. But back then, it was just an open porch by the front door. And I remember, I remember saying, we're going to treat you right. You know, we're going to, we're, this used to be a kit house, right? So this used to be a house that they bought in the 80s that was in a kit that came to the land and then you built it. And then, um, do you want to know the story behind the house, actually? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so we bought the house in 2016 and um it was it had been a kit house in the 80s and then it was owned by this this one guy who let his younger brother live in it well his younger brother was an addict and um and so he would literally think that he was bob builder right so he would have tons of projects right and um whenever we bought it in 2016 the land so our house sits on the river on a cliff with caves okay and what's so weird about it was it was just as much as a three-bedroom two-bathroom house in houston would have been but the reason why is because this poor house this poor girl you know she uh she has been remodeled and remodeled and just treated so badly and remodeled wrong i guess um and the layout didn't make sense nothing made sense so it sat on the market for like 400 something days and um and like I'm telling you, we have like a million dollar view. It's, it's beautiful. We are on an 80 foot cliff. We have a boat dock. We're on the river. Um, and we have caves under our, like all around our house. It's really cool. And, um, and, but the thing is, is nobody wanted to buy it because you were basically paying for a really expensive piece of land because they included the house in it. But the house wasn't something that people out here would be okay with. So if you were to buy it, you'd have to demo it. You lose the money that you paid for it. So we looked at her and we were like, you know what, you've been treated bad in the past, but we are going to, we are going to give you a new face. You're going to look so much better. And we did. And that's kind of like, you know, what we've been doing with it. Um, there isn't a wall. There's one wall that's original to the house. And then every single other section of the house is something else. It used to be something else. 
So like the bedroom, an old bedroom is now the dining room. The living room is now a bedroom. Uh, the back porch is now a living room. Like that's how it is. It's all different, but it makes sense now. The layout does like prior to us moving in, you couldn't even see the river in the back of the house. It was completely blocked off. So we knocked out all those walls. And of course, you know, we were structurally sound about it. You know, we did everything correctly and by the books as far as that goes. But um, yeah, the only thing that's, I guess, the same is the kitchen. The kitchen's in, still in the same spot, but part of the kitchen is now what used to be a closet. So I would say it's kind of halfway. All right. So besides uh, this mother flipping house, do you have a, another name you call her? Uh, what? What do you oh, say? That the again? house. I said, do you have another name you call her? Oh, like Etsy or something? Yeah. Oh, oh I got a lot of names I call her. <laughs> <laughs> what day you get? Do you have any G-rated or PG ones? <laughs> <laughs> oh no no I don't uh I mean she's uh I I don't know it's kind of one of those things where um it's gonna be so hard too because we're actually this house is people are like you're flipping it and then you're gonna leave it like people wait to live in a house like that you know because it's what you would retire in and I'm like well when we sell it and we make a profit on it then we're going to go into phase two of our lives and that's what's going to propel us in the future to do other things, you know? Um, so yeah, no, sh this is just a, a transitional house and it's going to be so hard after putting all of our love and effort into it over the years. It's going to be really, really hard to let it go, but not having a mortgage note is even better. So that's kind of our, kind of our deal. Um, honestly, the housing prices have gone up out here because people are starting to move out here, like I was telling you. So when we turn around to sell this house, it's going to be like literally probably double or even possibly triple what we paid for it. So that's the profit margin that we're talking about here, which is why I haven't given up on her yet. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, especially since you check that, Gonna go back a little bit. Okay, so now you have a lot more tools. Mm -hmm. You have tools for the house. What are your go-to tools that you use like all the time? All the time? Oh, okay, so my favorite tool is obviously going to be the uh, the saw, the chop saw. Um, that's the one that I use all the time um, for everything because it's the easiest one. I have, um, I, I personally, I think it's a, it's a Ryobi. It's, I, I wanted to get the DeWalt one, but I was like, it's too expensive and it does the same thing, you know, but, uh, I, uh, I use that the most. Another recent one that I actually didn't think I needed, but I do. And I love it is the oscillating saw. Um, the ones that you use for window trim and stuff like that to get into little corners and stuff. That thing is a godsend. Like it, I was like, how did I even live life and do this before I got that? You know, um, that's another one of my favorites. The table saw. I'm saying a lot of saws right now, right? Um, the table saw is my favorite too. Um, I use that one the most. As far as, um, it depends on the job, honestly. Like if you're doing demo work, I mean, you need a really good pry bar. You know, um, that's, that's something that I use a lot. And um, what's another thing that I use? Oh, well, of course my drill and all the stuff that goes along with that. I use that all the time. 
but yeah, I would say that my favorite thing to use is probably still the router though. So I use all the other ones because I need to, but my favorite one to use is probably the router at this point still to this day. You can just do so much with it. <laughs> you know, get signs with it, trim wood with it. And it's just so weird how you can do one little thing or make one little adjustment to it and it can change the complete look at look of the wood afterwards. Mm -hmm. So once you guys are done with this house and you're kind of like moving on to the next, do you foresee, I mean, do you think you guys are going to stay with kind of like the remodel type stuff or do you think you're going to get into building other things too. Well, I think, and that's what I was talking to Josh about. So with, with both of my channels, one being the mother flipping house and the other one being Kaylee did it DIY. I feel like, I feel like this mother flipping house is going to at least last for the next two years, you know, because we're going to be remodeling still for the next two years probably. And, um, and then once, once we move and we, you know, go get it, what we plan on doing is we plan on building a house. <laughs> other people can do it. Like we put in work, you know, we've proved that we can do it ourselves, whatever. Um, we're going to allow other people to take on that burden and we're just going to design it. Uh, I want to go kind of like with a mid-century modern type of house, uh, Barnuminium style, like whatever. I still haven't decided yet. And we're going to have a lot more land. Um, we have two and a half acres right now, but we're going to, we want more for Kitas actually. Um, I'm okay with it. I'm just going with it, you know. Uh, but what we're going to, at that point, what I feel like is I feel like I'm going to kind of switch gears and go more towards the Kaylee did it DIY where I focus on DIY builds. Um, that one is actually, so something that I'm good at other than, you know, remodeling and doing all the, the, the other work, the DIY channel is going to be, have like three categories to it. I'm going to have thrift flips, which is where I take things from thrift shops. Um, it could be an old nineties dresser and I could make it look a million times different and all better. And I'll teach you how to do that kind of thing. Um, the other thing is going to be junk glow up, which is kind of like your bicycle rim that you turn into a clock kind of thing. And then DIY deals is going to be another category for that, um, for that channel. And that's going to be kind of like if you see a Sputnik light or something and you want to re you want to remake that, but you don't want to pay $500 for it. I'll teach you how to do it. You know, how to run the electrical, how to get the bulbs, where to get the bulbs, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, I think whenever I'm going to switch gears more and go towards that. And then, you know, this mother flipping house is obviously going to be done, but a lot of people would have learned at that point how to do a lot of things with it. Like, you know, in their own homes. So just out of curiosity, I mean, what, why the two separate channels versus putting everything into one? That's kind of what I was, it was hard because it was like, I couldn't, I had the Kaylee did it DIY. I started that one first and then I couldn't like, it just didn't, Kaylee did it DIY and remodeling a house. It's kind of like do it. I was, it sounded more project-based, you know, craft-based, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And then I originally was going to have a section called uh, that, that remodel life on there or whatnot, but it almost felt like it didn't, it, it was too big. Like, you know, most of my stuff is going to be for the next couple of months and stuff like that is going to be the remodel. I'm not going to have time to focus on the projects, but after the remodel is done, then it's going to be more, you know, DIY stuff. So I kind of wanted to separate it because I felt like it's kind of its own entity. Um, that remodel life is more off the cuff. I'm holding the camera, you're following me, and I'm just going to do it, and you're going to see a before and after kind of situation. The the um, the Kaylee did a DIY is more like here's a step by step tutorial of how to make a chicken coop. 
you know, kind of thing. And I just felt like they were two different entities and they demanded two different versions, you know? Um, so that's kind of why I did that. I feel like I'm going to eventually, um, I feel like for right now at this moment, I'm going to be heavily doing the, and also, oh, let me take a step back. Also, I was, I was in my kitchen doing something. And then after, you know, cause at this point I just did the Kaylee did it DIY and I had the, that remodel life segment on it that I was thinking about doing. But then I, then the name came to me and I was like, that's too good. Like, I can't, I can't have that as just a segment. Like that is its own thing. And then I realized that, you know, it, it gravity wise, like it was just too big of a something to, to have under the DIY umbrella, I guess. So that's why I decided to separate them. Okay. Um, how do you feel about keeping up with content for both of those? Uh, yeah, I know that's kind of what I've been, what I've been thinking about. So I have like, you know, cause we've been remodeling since 2016. I have a lot of content that I can post probably like on flashback Friday. I can show you what I did in my daughter's bedroom, uh, on, uh, sorry. Okay. On Flashback Friday, you know, I can uh, show you guys what I did in my daughter's bedroom, which is the room that I shiplapped and laid concrete in. I did a lot of stuff to that bedroom. And, but also that following Monday, I'm going to be in the thick of it in the currently remodeled house, trimming out some windows, you know? So it's kind of like that's for content. I feel like I'm always working on the house. So there's always going to be content. And then I also have that additional little thing to reach into whenever I want those flashback Friday things of, oh yeah, this is whenever our roof was off and you know, kind of thing like that. My Instagram might not be that pretty. That's kind of what I was thinking too is content. Yeah. But like, how am I going to make it look pretty, you know, because remodel life is, is not, you know, I have like the, the afters, but the process of it is, is ugly, you know, like you don't have a roof on your house and you know, you have drywall stuff everywhere, you know, but that's kind of what's cool about it too, because you can see what it was before it became what it is now. So, okay. So I'm going to kind of poke at that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So why do you think it has to be pretty when it's up on Instagram? Oh God. I don't It's just, you look at all these, um, I feel like my Kaylee did a DIY one would be pretty because I'd be able to show this pretty little perfect project after it's done. But I feel like the remodel life, uh, you know, that flipping house one, uh, I feel like, I guess it needs to be pretty because that's what people are, you know, that's what catches people's attention. You know, it's like, if you see something, people go to Instagram, I feel to kind of just get inspired, you know, and whenever you see a house that's got its roof off, you're automatically like, ah, oh, chaos, I'm going to scroll on, you know, um, but that's kind of, you know, I've been, I've been contemplating whether or not I should uh, just post the afters and then like scroll to see the befores kind of thing so that you see the pretty version of it. And then you can see the ugly version of it. Um, of, or the before I should say. Um, but I really feel like the journey is important, but on Instagram, I think on Facebook, I'm going to be a little bit more open about it, but Instagram's, I feel like I would really, really truly just like blow people's minds as far as the, um, content goes if they saw what the house looked like before, you know, I'll probably do the pretty one and then say scroll to see the befores. That's probably what I'll do on Instagram, but on Facebook, I'll be more like, here it is, you know, click through it if you want to, you know, cause people don't expect beautiful things and beautiful photography on Facebook. We know that they expect memes more than anything. So I'm going to keep poking at this. Hope stay, stay along with me here as I keep poking at this. Okay. So before we started, you know, getting into the questions for the podcast, 
Um, I'm guessing you guys went through my stuff because you mentioned talking about the tools I have. Mm -hmm. None of that shit's pretty. Like my shop is a complete disaster. Like my shop, my shop. Now when I'm at the shared maker space, that place is a little bit cleaner than what my shop looks like, but mine's a complete and total mess. Uh But I get the most traction when I show just me working. Well, that's the good. process. Yeah. So, that's- oh. so I think that depending on your niche mm-hmm. depends on the type of content. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So like since you're looking to be able to kind of show people or you're documenting like, well, this is, you know, what I did type thing then document this is what you did type thing. Yeah, it's true. Like, the quicker you put it out there, if you can put five pieces of content out in a day and they aren't so pretty, they will totally outperform the two pieces you got out that yeah. looked perfect. Yes, that's true. I mean, I am definitely going to be on a little bit more of a learning curve with it for sure. Um, and I have so much content to put on it. So like if anybody does want to check out my Instagrams, just know that, uh, that they are being built at the moment and there is going to be tons of content on them. It's just for right now, I'm going through all the pictures and kind of, it's just three years worth of work. And we took a lot of before pictures. There's only one after picture usually, but (laughs) the before pictures are, long you know so I got to categorize them and, and find which ones I want to I want to post or whatnot because Instagram allows what I think like 10 or something like yeah. that yeah okay. you can do 10 in a carousel yep yeah that's probably what I'll end up what I'll end up doing but no that's that's definitely a good point you know like a raw like a raw footage kind of thing or whatnot and that's the thing too is Instagram's going to be a different platform because my main thing is going to be YouTube more than anything because mm-hmm doing videos and then if they want to learn more they can go to my website which I'm in the middle of baking right now and uh if they're more of a read it kind of person like let me see let me read right. a lot about it then they can they can check it out um they can check it out on the website and then uh if they want to follow me on Facebook then that's kind of what Facebook's going to entail is more of that raw style too I, th- I feel like and then Pinterest is going to be you know how to do it step by step. Here's a pretty picture to go with it. And that'll be mm-hmm. like the little the project based stuff. So that's kind of uh, I'm still gonna I'm still trying to figure out what my strategy is gonna be for social media. But for right now, I my main thing was making sure that I got the names. Like that they weren't taken, especially the uh, this mother flipping house. I could have sworn that that was gonna be taken. I was like, I bet you they already have a YouTube channel for this, because I'm a mom and I'm flipping a house and there has to be other people that are doing that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. So I, that was my main thing was just getting it snagged and, uh, and getting all of it set up, getting my Google, Google browser done and getting all that done. So once I get done with that, then I'm going to focus more on, like you were saying, kind of like what my content style is going to be and what I'm going to put up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Um, I would just say, and I mean, I mean, you probably know all of this since you were in marketing anyways, but I would say like, don't be afraid to try something yeah. different and try different strategies like all at once, kind of a A-B testing type thing and see what resonates the most, you know? Yeah. And even once you build a decent following, don't be afraid to try something different just because you want to try something different. Yeah. I mean, 
I've always built businesses for other people. So it's kind of like, I've always been told like, this is what I want. I have to go with this, doing it for myself. I think that that's kind of a beautiful part of this journey too, is it's like, Oh wait, like I'm not having to appease this person for their wants and needs. I can do like what you were saying, uh, you know, make it my own and stuff like that and kind of throw things out there every now and then to see how it resonates. Um, and strategically wise, I think that that's a good idea too. You know, once that, once that all goes down, I'll be able to kind of be more raw with it and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I agree. And it's, I think it's just kind of weird because it's, it's all new to me, this being mine and not somebody else's. And Mm -hmm. so yeah, marketing is something that in advertising is something I've always been really good at, but I've never done it for myself. So well, I think I, it's I think it's harder when you do it for yourself. Right? <laughs> it's kind of a weird. There is kind of a weird like I guess because I don't know why I'm like this, but I, whenever it comes to other people, I'm like, let me show you what I can do for you. But whenever it's me, I'm like, huh. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, can I do this? Of course I can do this. Kaylee like, you know, it's it's a battle like in my mind of of saying that I'm worth it. Like I I can do this for myself not just for somebody else and giving myself that same uh, drive that I give to other people. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think, I mean, you've got more stakes in the game when it's your own and you just, you know, yeah. Yeah. And I'm also, I'm also, and this is something I've learned as an adult is I'm definitely an approval person. Like I'm more or less like if I do, I I do it for the added girls. Like if I do something, I want to be told like, that's my goal is to stay like, I like kind of like with the, whenever I build things for people, you know, like it's the reaction from other people that I seek, you know, mm-hmm. I like other people happy. I'm kind of like a people pleaser in that way. And I, I know it and I accept it. <laughs> but like, whenever it comes to myself, there's nobody giving you out of girls, you know, there's mm-hmm. nobody giving you a paycheck whenever it's your own thing. You have to just kind of figure out how that's going to all play out and how it's all going to work. And like you said, it's riding on your shoulders this time. So it's definitely yeah. a little, Yep. Um, I was going to say just, I mean, spend three years putting stuff out on social like me and realizing that you somewhat suck at it. And then you're totally okay with whatever it ends up being. Because you're just like, at this point, I can't do any worse than what I've already done. So this is me, except there you go. I think that that kind of comes I think that comes with the with being being an adult, you know, like and growing and and seeing that is eventually, you know, I mean, seeking people's approval is something that I kind of stopped caring about as much. Um, branding is something that I'm, and I'm still going to learn it. Like I don't know if you've seen the logo for this mother flipping house, but have you seen it? Mm-hmm. The one with the board. Yeah. Well, when I was making that. At first, I had a baby on the hip, and then I had a house on the other side, and then I was like, well, I have another child named Jovi, I can't leave her out. Right. And I have a trampoline. So I was like, okay, kids jumping on trampoline. And then I came up with that logo and I made it. And then I was like, what if I took a line and ran it behind her? And then I realized, oh, I put hands, she's holding a board. She's juggling it, you know, like mm-hmm. this mother flipping house, like this mom that is flipping a house that's dealing with the kids on one side, the house on the other side, and I'm balancing it. And I feel like it resonates so well with motherhood in general. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you're not remodeling a house, you're still, you're still trying to run it a little bit, you know, and you still have kids that you're balancing. So, um, so yeah, after I did that, I sat back and I looked at the logo and I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> this, 
this fits, this works. And then, then I knew I couldn't integrate it with my other channel. Kaylee did a DIY. I was like, nope, nope, it's its own thing. It totally mm -hmm. is. It's going to be more off the cuff, like you said. So I think that that's a good idea with Instagram too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how are, how are you managing it? Perfect segue into how are you managing the balancing act of uh, motherhood, um, you know, partnership with, with Josh, you guys have to, you know, maintain your coupleton, you know, coupledom, and then you're remodeling a house too on top of it. And I mean, two kids, but one is only a one year old and they get into everything. So <laughs> yeah. How yeah. are you, how are you managing that balancing act? Well, um, statistically me and Josh should not be together. Um, <laughs> statistically he should have been off the cliff by now, or I, one of the two, um, you know, we have a brand new baby, right? We are remodeling the house and we have a long distance relationship. Three big old, big old things. But you know, what's so crazy is him and I actually have a really good relationship. And I think it's because we, value each other um for being individuals he and you know we do get on each other's nerves every now and then but um you know he's a really great guy um he truly is he's he calls me we talk we have a relationship even though he's not physically here um a lot of the times with him working out of town he's uh he does pipeline maintenance um out in west texas so he's gone a lot um making sure that stuff doesn't leak you know all over the place so that's his that's his job and uh He's getting into inspecting and stuff like that. And he's, uh, he's just a really amazing person. Him and I really balance each other out. Uh, I, I kind of am a firm believer in signs and I'm a Scorpio and he's a Virgo. So he's, he's very, uh, precise, pristine, uh, plan oriented. I'm really like passionate, intense. Um, and we really and truly just balance each other out and juggling that with being a mom and renovating the house has definitely been a struggle. But the main thing, as far as being a mom goes, how I manage that, because essentially I'm, I'm doing it on my own, right? Because he's gone a lot. But uh, I manage, and I'm also out here all by myself. You know, my family's not out here. I have like a couple of friends because like I said, I can't really resonate with a lot of women out here, but I do have a couple really true good friends out here. Um, but yeah, as far as help goes, I don't really have it. So what I did was I decided that I would take two days a week and put my daughter, my baby in daycare because my oldest one's going to school, which is a whole other can of worms, like how different my 11 year old is versus my one year old. Um, but my 11 year old's in school during the day. And then uh, on Mondays and Tuesdays, my one year old, which is today, which is why we're doing this today, uh, my one year old goes to daycare. <clears throat> and I do that for two reasons. I do that so that she can also, not only so that we can, like, she can understand that I'm not the end all be all everything for her and she can, you know, um, socialize with other kids. But it's also because whenever I'm remodeling and renovating, I have dust and sawdust and drywall and who knows what, you know, flying through the house. <clears throat> so I don't need to have her here while that's happening and but it needs to be done and we decided Josh and I we decided that it was better for me and him and our finances to put her in daycare for the cost it is per month versus paying a contractor to do that what I do I have literally eight days a month that I can de devote full attention to the house whereas eight days paying a contractor for full days if they, if they even get paid $20 an hour, like that's, that's way more than 500, you know? So, um, 
so that's kind of financially it makes sense too because we use this time to uh to get things done on the house so that's how i manage it i would say and then after <clears throat> after uh you know six o'clock on mondays and tuesdays i just at nights i spend time with my kids the oldest one and i we always have movie dates and She's so sweet. She still sleeps in my room with me. <laughs> it's because, and I can't, and everybody's like, oh, well, you, I'm like, well, listen, Josh isn't here, you know, and how much more longer is this going to happen for, you know? So that's, mm -hmm. I, I get to hang out with my daughter every night and watch movies with her. And then the baby, I get to hang out with her all the other days of the week. Um, and then also at the end of the day on Mondays and Tuesdays. So that's how I manage it. I, I make time to focus on what I need to focus on. So I'm not losing it, you know? And then as far as me and Josh goes, we just are, we always talk to each other during the day and at night. And so, and also it makes it really sweet whenever uh, he does come home because mm -hmm. I like, you know, he's home for a couple days or, you know, about four or five days <clears throat> a month. And we're able to spend all that time and we're excited to see each other. We're also going to Costa Rica like in two weeks. So nice. <laughs> we, make sure, we make sure to plan vacations. Uh, yeah. Speaking, I mean, this remodel, we've paid for it all by ourselves. We've just, we've, have like a way that we save and that's that's how we do it that's why it's taken three years people are like why is it taking you so long i'm like because i'm not gonna pay a contractor that much money like i'm not gonna do it i we'd be in the hole so bad right now so that's how okay. i managed it awesome well kaylee we've hit the end of our time uh together so i'm gonna let you now tell everybody how to find you on all of the interwebs okay um, so I'm still in the process of setting everything up, but, um, and I will have a website soon, but for now, um, and please don't judge, uh, I don't have very much content up right now, but it's definitely coming. Um, so if you are interested in learning how to do something yourself, craft something, or you're interested in following that, or if you're interested in following, uh, the, the house, um, in that journey, then you can find me at, uh, this mother flipping house on Instagram on Facebook and on Pinterest, or you can uh, follow me, or you can follow me on both, honestly, but the other one's gonna be Kaylee Did It DIY, um, and that's gonna be the same uh, handle throughout all the interwebs too, so through Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And then eventually, I'm gonna have websites for both too. I already claimed the domains, I'm just still setting them up. And do both have YouTube channels? They will, yes. YouTube is going to be uh, my main one, and those are also the same handles. Uh, just Kaylee did a DIY and this mother flipping house. Okay, perfect. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, folks. So again, that was Kaylee with This Mother Flipping House and Kaylee Did It DIY. I will include the links on how you can follow along with her on all of her uh, social media handles. And until next week, I will see you later. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community and the Facebook group page Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know.